0: time 735 thursday october 8th 2020 i'm here with tie-dye cuts aka tyler how you doing good man how are you dude i'm doing great (laughs) all through as we were setting up the podcast i just keep hearing shopify notifications a little dollar sign cha-ching because it's the last day of tyler's sale of his uh charity breast cancer shirts so sadly if you're listening to this now you can't get one but maybe we'll sell some more at the event or something um
1: yeah i think that Swan was recommending we do that, so yeah, maybe they'll pop back up at the end of the month. But yeah, we should definitely look at that. But do you want to kind of uh give everybody the backstory of how
0: we, how you came up with that idea, and you know what we did to make it real.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I appreciate you having me on the the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a little nervous, but it's cool. You it, know, um, hey, first podcast jitters are real, but it's not as hard
0: as people think it is, and it's really just us talking in a room. So it's yeah. Not, feels cool. So
1: far, it feels cool. but yeah. yeah. You know, my nerves get to me at times, but it's cool. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm excited to just kick back and talk. Yeah. So yeah, over the past two weeks, we've been doing the fundraiser. We had the pre-order open for the shirts, um, raising money for breast cancer. It's funny, I actually had the design made for the shirts for about two years now, and I just always think of it like middle of October, and it's just too late at that point to get yeah. something going um and then my man christian here just made it happen yeah. i hit him up last minute about it but you know he's a man with a plan so yeah had, had the pre-orders open for two weeks and uh do, do you know what the total is that we're at right now Um, i can look it up yeah so i mean we we
0: and i kind of want to let everybody know out there like that's kind of what i'm trying to do too is is a lot of like the last couple months we switched from doing like written down orders where people collect either cash or just the pre-order, you know, whatever they need, small, this size, this color, whatever, um, to a completely online approach because it just puts too much stress on whoever's trying to run the sale to actually make it happen. You know, like you said, like you're busy doing stuff and then you, and you want to do this thing, but you realize that, you know, October is coming up quicker than you thought. And so you don't have the time to reach out to this person or you don't have time to, you know, have everybody who was just in your chair the last month and talk to them until uh, halfway through the month. By then, the orders already need to be in and stuff like that. So for for something like this, it's like a perfect setup. So we're at 118 sold right now. Um, If I do a little quick maths, 1250 off each one, 118, that's $1,475. Wow. So pretty good for two weeks closing in on 1500 yeah so so you came to me two weeks and i don't know two days ago yeah and you were like i want to do a breast cancer awareness shirt and i have the design i have we got to figure out what shirt we want to put it on and we got to figure out who the money is going to and you said to me which i really appreciated like I don't want it to just go to some nameless corporation or foundation that we don't know and we don't know how that money is going to get used. Not that it's going to be used poorly, but we'd rather see somebody local get that money and be able to use it. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to talk about like, you know, your thoughts behind that and how you got to where,
1: who you did decide to eventually give the money to? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um I mean it like in the nicest way possible. I've just never been really a big fan of donating to the big corporations, just because you know you just really never know where the money's going. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of felt that way, especially I used to work retail before being a barber, and like we used to always do the clothes or the the donations, you know, at the register and whatnot. So I'd, when people would be like, "Oh no, sorry," I'd be like, "No, nah, you're good. Like I understand, yeah. like because you're just adding into your bill. Like you don't know if they're separating the money or mm-hmm. where if it's really going for the cause." Um and then I think one of the biggest things that I learned from Tuan is like helping people like in your backyard so to speak you yeah. know like helping people that want to support you people you know people in the area you know or just a specific family in general and yeah. the the money doesn't have to go like specifically to you know treatment or medical funds whatever whatever helps their situation move along yeah is just to me I feel like that's a lot more help than just throwing money at whatever foundation you know there are some good foundations that do what you know what we're doing is giving to local families and whatnot but you know overall i just like the idea of being able to actually help the families and whatnot Mm -hmm. um so yeah something like that's just like super special to me um which i feel like i kind of had that like in my head prior but like you know you know how tuan is like definitely yeah he's always done that with his Christmas events and Thanksgiving and all that so that's definitely something that I picked up big time with him so that that I think that was another reason too that I had the design made two years ago and maybe I didn't know someone like super close to me or whatever that I could give it to or you know that would be willing to accept or whatever so this year was just like the perfect year I feel like you know and with obviously with your expertise and Getting it done, yeah. That obviously helped. And what you were saying about the website was crazy, yeah. Because up until this point, when I would make shirts, I would just take all the orders by hand and whatnot, and it'd only be like 30, 40 shirts. But even that was difficult, yeah. You know, collecting the money, and then people were like, "Oh, I'll pay you up front." Oh, I'll pay you when you get the shirt. Yeah, just all over the place. Yeah, I mean, no, the no, website's a game changer. No, no diss on AD, but me and
0: but when AD did his last sale, he had all of these <clears throat> orders, and he had a ton. I mean, he had like. 50-some orders of, of like, four different varieties of things between hoodies and sweatshirts and stuff. And I got his order. He sent me, like, his his notes in his, in his phone from tech, from his text, mm-hmm. through text. And I was like, okay, I'm looking at it, and I'm, like, trying to plug it in, have my supplier's website open. I'm trying to <laughs> plug it in, and then I, I get it done. And I'm like, okay. But I, I didn't feel, like, comfortable that that was, like, right because, you know, you, you can always reorder stuff, but then you pay extra shipping and stuff. So Sean was there that day, and I was like – I was like, Sean, can you look over this? And he started looking at it, and then he just looked at me. and He's like, I messed up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I got it right. I was like, I did the same thing. I felt like I messed up. Like, it just makes it so difficult when like on online people order, and I just click on the shirt, and I see like small, medium, large, <laughs> extra large, two X, and then I just plug it in the computer. You know what yeah. I mean? It just it it allows me to be to provide a better service and at the same time give it to you guys for no extra cost. Yeah. Like it it I from my perspective it's like you guys should be marketers and cuz cuz the benefit that you bring to the relationship between me and you doing a shirt is that you have this natural barber outreach to all these people. Mm-hmm. And you have all these connections and all these people who know you and what I bring is the ability to easily transition those connections into sales which you can then use that money whether you're doing it for profit or for charity, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it allows for us to quickly and easily be like, you brought this much in, I process it, I get it out to people, you get the money back. And because that's how I think it should be like, I don't need you guys to be, you know, doing all of this extra work to get a collection going when I know you guys have a job. Like mm-hmm. you, and that, that goes for any business. Like, I think the best kind of marketing agencies are the ones that are doing the work that you can't be doing. You mm-hmm. know that's my philosophy with like having Sean and like, I, if if I didn't have Sean working for me, we couldn't do this podcast right now, mm-hmm. because I can't be simultaneously running a podcast and talking to you about running a podcast, right? Yeah. So Shout out to Sean. So Sean's been a huge help, and Sean like helped me clean a lot of screens a day. So my whole thing is like, whenever I hire anybody, it's how are they taking the load off me so that I can do more yeah. for the business entirely.
1: Yeah, and you can work more efficiently and yeah. You know, use use whatever working to you uh, for your advantage. Yeah, Just at, sweet.
0: And I want to pass that on to people. Like I want to pass it on to the customer in the same way.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's crazy that something so simple as like taking shirt orders. You yeah. know, it can be like strenuous. Or I'll have I've had orders of like twenty five shirts and like miscounted sizes when mm-hmm. I ordered, or like, or even at the end, like you know, I'll have like five extra shirts, and I'm like, where did this even come from? Or people like. Ask like ask me for a yeah. shirt, and then I just sit on it for months, and I'm like, this with yours it's it's easy, shipping's included, yeah, they're getting their shirt, yeah, yeah, they're getting it regardless, and that was super beneficial to this situation um with raising money because it it just made it so much easier because people from anywhere could order yeah exactly i, I assume we're gonna see some interesting addresses on uh on, for sure on the order for sure and and I like just before this i so previous to this um charity
0: collection. We did the this one that I'm wearing now for my um for my uncle who passed away. Um and I just got a text from somebody that I just we ran another collection after the charity one um for more people who wanted shirts. And somebody DM'd us and was like, hey, got my shirt. There's a little mark on like the bottom left hand corner. And like that sucks. Cause I hear that and I'm like, oh shit. Like something got past that I I wouldn't have put out had I known it was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time even though I feel bad about that, and I'm like, okay, make sure I order theirs, There's gonna get out on this day, so I can print it and get it out to them. But at the same time, even though I feel bad about it, I also gotta think about the fact that I did like, 400 other orders <laughs> that also got filled. Yeah. But you don't think about those ones, you only think about the one that comes back and they're like, hey, this has got a smudge of ink, like right here. Yeah. And that's just like a personal thing, but like, that's with everything, and, and that can extend sometimes to just miss, you know, forgetting an order, like, mm-hmm we can just miss we can miss one and say that it's a medium and or but it's supposed to be a small yeah and then that could set you back you know a couple of days just because you messed that up yeah you know what i
1: mean question for you based off of that yeah do does the possibility of like minuscule errors like that does some does you like does it keep you up at 100%. night yes see i was gonna say that but i didn't it sounded kind of extreme but well i, I mean i figured that that was a possibility it doesn't really keep me up at night but like you,
0: you got to understand too, like as time has gone on, I've been, I've become less particular about it because when you start any new business, you're trying to gauge what your customer wants from you. Mm-hmm. So y- you, if you are getting back these customers who are like really on your ass and they're like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You have so much to fix and then you might feel defeated. But for me, it was like, I came in and I was like, I need this all to be perfect. And I was so pissed for the first couple of months cause it wasn't, none of it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody was coming back. And I had this fear that like one person was gonna come back with like a 300 shirt order and be like, <laughs> this is all fucked up. But that never happened. And like, I slowly realized that like, there's a difference between serviceable, really good and perfection. Mm-hmm. Perfection's really not possible because even with like a screen print, if you get up into it with a microscope, like mm-hmm. you'll see there's differences in each one and there's changes.
1: Well, not to mention perfection is different to everybody. True, true. And, and uh, what some, could be perfect to you? A pe- person would be like, yeah, yeah. But it's not exactly what I thought or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and some people, uh, for the most part, honestly, people are not extremely picky. I think part of that is because people aren't really expecting great things. You know what mm. I mean? They're not like, they don't expect this to be amazing. So when they get something that is really good, they're like, oh, like this is different, because p- part of my business too is like, I'm in a very nice point where I can, number one, since it's 2020, we have this technology that I can offer like professional type web services for literally like 30 bucks a month that I pay for Shopify or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, be a person who lives local, answers my phone and emails, mm-hmm. and can actually talk to you like where you could go on Custom Inc and basically do the same thing that I did yeah. except they're going to take a week to get back to you, not really care about you because you're one of a million mm-hmm. and you're just not going to get as good of a work as good work. Definitely. So, but it's, it's nice to be able to offer that level of personability with the real like marketing stuff. So let's get back to,
1: um, who you chose for the charity. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, it's pretty cool. The money that I'm going to be donating is going to a close family friend of mine. Her name is Christina Adamai. Uh We all call her Chrissy. Um, she was my babysitter when I was growing up. Basically made sure I was always fed, showered, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents were a little rough at those beginning years of my life. So she was my neighbor. And mm-hmm. her, her, uh, her sons were like my best friends at the time. And I'd always be over at their house hanging out. So... It's it's super cool to be able to give back to her. It's really unfortunate that she's been battling breast cancer. She started her treatment about three years ago. Um, you know she's on top right now, but you know she still has to go under undergo all the treatment or mm-hmm. the testing. And uh, you know I'm sure there's there's a, uh, the whole aftermath of it and whatnot. You know yeah. it it just it it sucks that she had to go through that and she has been dealing with that, but. Um, you know i I couldn't think of a better family to be able to help out you know in my current situation so it it's super cool to me like for me to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and like i've been cutting like you know all my people telling them about the shirts and whatnot and it's crazy because her kids grew up and went to school in this area and it's just crazy to see like everybody that knows like oh i saw you're doing the shirts like yeah yeah i know i know chrissy i know miss chrissy she's the best blah 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 yeah so like it it it's cool. It's a really good feeling, honestly. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited to to be able to give back to her because she she made sure I I made it through my my childhood pretty much. Yeah. Which is crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it's I think that's that's like why we want to do these charity events too, like because and you said he got it from Anton, Like he does the same thing. Like it's not about doing a charity event so you feel good or you like write it off on your taxes or whatever like yeah, exactly so that's why you don't want to give to a big company because you'd so much rather see an impact in, in what you do i mean that's that's i mean that's part of the reason why i got so into like screen printing was because graphic design is cool and all making logos is fun and all but mm-hmm. i i always felt like not it wasn't finished like it wasn't real nothing was real about it so like printing something out and seeing the work that i did become like a tangible thing that can have an impact or somebody can wear and something like that is the same way i feel about the charity stuff where it's like i want to do something where like i see that it made an impact like when we did these ones you know covid's been really hard on charity local charities especially so when we when we donated to like the Amvats, like we got a letter back from them and it was like it was like we've been like crippled our funding's been crippled because we haven't been able to run all the events that we normally do to fundraise for for all this stuff so like thank you guys like this is going to get us through a couple months of fundraising mm-hmm. and i'm like that's awesome like yeah. that's such a cool thing that it really and and i'm not going to sit here and act like i'm you know mother Teresa. like i'm getting paid off of it you yeah. know what i mean i am and my business is is progressing off of it but the fact that it can have that positive impact Mm-hmm. Along with doing this work is really awesome, and it's cool to see a local community like s- like stand up and be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll buy one." Like, yeah. to to like actually show support like that. I mean, it's been cool to see all of you guys sell stuff and get the support like that. Like seeing Paige get all the support she got is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Josiah get all the support he got is awesome. But like, I think you guys have such a like. I'm very I'm very blessed to be here because I feel like the barber relationship has just like a special like uh marketing and and kind of connection to the community already which is really interesting and Mm -hmm. so to be able to start all these brands and all do all this charity stuff through that is really cool
1: yeah it's it's crazy to think that cutting hair can can reach something like that yeah you know like not to say that i'm just a barber but the fact that i cut hair and i'm selling shirts with my logo on it you know with the breast cancer ribbon as well but to to think that you know just me 22 years old yeah raising upwards of fifteen hundred dollars plus because we have other stuff going on about it we, yeah we'll, we'll get to that but, yeah for sure um it it'll be probably over two grand of what we raise yeah which is crazy you know i mean the first half with the shirts is primarily you and i putting in the work but like it's just it's crazy to think that you know you're cutting hair and then you just tell people about these shirts I'm like oh yeah i'll buy one cool yeah oh i don't know her but yeah i love to support yeah and like the fact that my like when i just stop and think about i'm like wow that like it's crazy yeah and it's it's, so crazy oh and before i forget when you were saying about making an impact with people that you know how it's really cool to see that i think it's like especially cool to be able to like make an impact on people that have first made an impact on you true like that's just like when you were saying that earlier it just like hit me and i was just like oh my gosh like that it's crazy you know especially the people that like helped you out when you were younger or like before you started becoming successful in whatever you're doing mm-hmm. you know to be able to in turn make an impact in their situation yeah. is like super cool
0: yeah i mean at, and at back in my mind and I'm, i'll put this out so that it's in the universe and i've already talked to some of them but if i could do shirts or a t-shirt line or do any kind of promotional stuff for for council rock north football or for Northampton football that i grew up playing like talk about like positive influence like that i i cite is like a huge part of my childhood so like if i could go do something with them Mm -hmm. that would be really cool to me like i don't really i don't really care if i ever work for like a you know big college football team or whatever like that'd be cool i guess like whatever but like it'd be cooler to like go back to the place that i played and like get to redesign their jersey someday or something like that like that would be that would be sick. And like, I know Antoine has talked about doing stuff like that with Chamonix or mm-hmm. this thing, that thing. And that's definitely something I'm very excited about too. And I, and I think it's not that none of that stuff's that far off. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, definitely. A
0: lot of the stuff that influences us, like is still immediately accessible to us. And like, mm-hmm. there's definitely people in my life too, that like, I'd like to give back to it like that even it, we had Antoine on last time and he was talking about, he wants to give, for people to get more out of him than they, than he did out of them. And I mean, that, that, that's a two way street. I mean, when Antoine gives me jobs, like I I try to be as amicable and, 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 like take in as much as what he's saying to me so I can give him the best product ever. Like, um, and that's part of the client relationship. Like we talked about that on, I'm just keep going back podcast now, Mm -hmm. but we talked about that with Jamar too. We were talking about Tinker and, and Michael Jordan and how they have this give and go uh, client relationship. But like, that's a huge thing too, where we just, people got to understand, like make no bones about it. Like if you're good to me, you're going to get good work out of me. Like if you're there, if you're putting in the work alongside me, if I see you doing that marketing, if I see your, your sales and numbers being like this high, like that just motivates me. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's the truth. Like just like I stay up at the night thinking about those ones that got messed up. I also see those numbers on paper and I'm like, Oh shit. Like we did how much in half a year? Like we did how much on this one sale? Yeah. Like that just makes you want to go back and be like, oh, so what was it about this thing that made people really like it? Like, was it like it, for this one, was it, is it really based on the logo? Like, is it the the cause? Like, is there other ways we can do that? Is there other ways you can find things that connect with people like that? Like that's super interesting to me and and having the website and be able to see like what's happening on there and what people like and don't like Mm -hmm. has been really interesting to kind of change my mind to what i should be making you know what i mean yeah to satisfy that
1: i feel like a good way to get some of that feedback would be specifically with like the charity shirts and whatnot because like you know on one one end you know there's the people that are just buying it to help the cause and like maybe they'll wear the shirt maybe they won't but then there's I've had countless people that have been like, yo, that design is so awesome that you made like, you know, I don't know so-and-so or I don't know anyone with breast cancer, but like, that's a cool design. Like I'm happy to, to be able to show love and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So like with you continuing to do these charity shirts, like that could be a good way for you to get feedback, especially if you're making the design for them. Yeah. You know, like people would say like, oh, you know, you notice like more so with some than others when people are like, oh, the design's awesome. That does, you know? Yeah. And it's just, people are just hyped to wear it it's true it's true and
0: it's it's that's that's part of the fun that's become part of the fun for me like for at the beginning it was really just about making the designs and like still with the filicana stuff i do that's probably still and how it always will be like i i have no like aspirations for that to be some ridiculously popular streetwear brand like i make that shit that's about philadelphia because i think it's fun Mm-hmm. And I like to
1: make it, and it's a challenge to yourself, I'm sure, as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, in some way, I'm like, will people like this, and will I get, in will somebody, you know, want to wear this? But like, honestly, dude, if I come in every day and I see Dale, or I come in every once a week and see Dale wearing the steak shirt mm-hmm. and liking it, that's enough for me. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like, I take yeah. it home. I take it home, and my dad goes, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Like, I see how you did this and that. Like, that's enough. Like, I, I that that stuff's more just like I want to have that out there so that people can see." what found is creatively you know what i mean like i talk about that a lot like i try to put as much client work on instagram as possible so that people can understand what's going on here that's the purpose of the podcast too um but yeah it's it's been interesting to see with that too and, and with the new collection that i have coming out um i'm interested to see because this is the kind of first big step into like trying to really do a marketing thing with it Mm -hmm. like the the other collections were more number one they were smaller but they were also just kind of um, centered around one or two released items because I didn't have the time or money to like have other people come in and help out with them Mm -hmm. Um, but I got Josh whose hair you cut Um, shout out Jojo for introducing me to him (laughs) during the uh, event this summer Um, but me and Josh have been talking you know like we talked like three weeks in a row about like all right, so how do we want to release this, and and what's our strategy, and like, who do we want in it? Who who are the models we're picking? Who you know? How are we going to stage these items? Like, what is this? What are we talking about here? Like stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's that's stuff we uh, me and Sean like learn in school. But like, the school's always friggin' you know handcuff you to to one idea or make you think in a certain mm-hmm. way. To be able to have like some disposable money to throw out something that you really like is yeah. really cool for once. And, um. I don't want to give t- i I already, I already kind of released the shirt earlier today um by the time you hear this the shirt probably won't be released yet but me and you were talking earlier because the 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 context of the shirt without giving it away is something mm-hmm. that i don't necessarily do you know what i mean yeah and yeah. we were talking about that before so i i, I kind of wanted to have like a conversation about like authenticity of it because first of all if you talk about authenticity it's like well, am I even really from Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Or when I say when I say you know, I think we just got another sale. Um, it, when I say like when I put up that post today with the bad things happened in Philly thing, I was like another bad day in Philadelphia, <laughs> and I was like, I'm posting this from Pendel. Does that count? You know what I mean? Like, is this so that I mean that's always been a thing, but I think authenticity wise, like I feel connected to it because like I was born in Philadelphia kindergarten i learned the friggin' eagles fight song and that's probably all i learned like yeah i've lived in the suburb for most of my life but like my parents and their parents and their parents have all been in from philadelphia like so i don't know it's an, it's an interesting question of like authenticity when it comes to the philly kind stuff because like i don't smoke i don't play the lottery i do eat cheesesteaks <laughs> but you know is that is that or should that be like a like a like a limit like should i have to only do stuff that i'm really into or can it just be something that i'm interested that's philadelphia related like to me to me like the border of philadelphia i'm gonna put this out there people can challenge us i'm saying Westchester in the west chester in the south the jersey shore in the east so big east and then like i don't know the the north's tougher for me i'd say like Bucks county that's my that and then everything inside that that's my phil that my cultural
1: philadelphia map
0: yeah yeah yeah, what do you you think about all that i talked for a while there
1: (laughs) no you're good um yeah i mean i feel like you're not you're not too far off there um i mean what you were saying about authenticity um i mean you know you know the trends being in what you do you kind of know what's trendy what people are into stuff like that Mm -hmm. And even though you're the one making it, you're the one executing the design, I don't think it necessarily has to be like exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something you're you're wearing every day and you're, right, you know, lack of better terms, you're pushing on people, whatever, like, yeah, you know, then I would hope that it's something you're into. But, you know, you're you're making cool designs. You think that some people will relate to it mm-hmm. and people will, like, appreciate the, the whole design and be cool with wearing it. So, yeah. like, I don't think that, in, in a scenario like that, the authenticity is is that big of a deal mm-hmm. um you know especially like you were saying about the boundaries um yeah, it's it's definitely more widespread, you know. Yeah. Especially, I mean, growing up in this area, you just you know, so many people just rep Philly so hard.
0: Yeah, and 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 yeah, and, and it it definitely found feels it feels weird at times that people are repping it so hard, but like
1: yeah, but it's not uncommon, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like part of the Philicana series for me is is just about that kind of like my brown my my brand my brand is called Found. Like the whole point of the Philicana thing too is that i'm finding out about this history so i I don't have to be so much of an in person in philadelphia i don't have to be the most i don't have to be dumpy i don't have to be the most philadelphia philadelphian in the planet that's kind of the part of the conversation is like oh i'm looking into this lottery signage and very uh, like even driving here like i see like lottery signs all the time and every time i see one i feel vindicated i'm like oh that is (laughs) something that's very much philadelphia like you see it everywhere and i'll see a different one i'll see like a one like a skinny one that I've never seen before or one with like a gradient and stuff. And I'm like, I should have never seen that one before. Like, that's a new one. Like, yeah. and that's a stupid nerdy Philadelphia thing, but like that's kind of what it's about too is I'm trying to uncover what Philicana is. So like, just like Americana is American culture, mm-hmm. Philicana is Philadelphia culture. So what does that mean? Like, I feel like to me, some of the things I've said it to mean, like the lottery signage is Philicana to me. It's everywhere, everywhere in those boundary lines. You could find it, except for Jersey, obviously. But in those boundary lines on the west, you can find it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, cheesesteaks are obviously a very localized thing. You know, all over the East Coast they got subway uh, sub shops and hoagie shops and stuff. But a cheesesteak is a very Philadelphia thing. You go anywhere outside Philadelphia and they sell you a cheesesteak, chances are it's gonna say Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um
1: You also got a thing too with, with like big cities in general, like Philly aside. Uh, if you live just outside of that city and, you know, you're making clothing designs that might appeal to some larger groups, mm-hmm. you have such a huge market when it comes to the large cities. Yeah. So, like, even if we lived on a farm right here and we were still 30 minutes from Philly, why why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, if you understand the culture, if if you've been a part of it, if you've taken part in it, mm-hmm. why, why wouldn't you broadcast that huge audience that is so close to here? Yeah. And people feel so passionate and proud about like yeah. you know whether or not teams are good or not. Right, when right. When it right. comes to the sports stuff. But like, you know, it, why wouldn't you? Like if you live just outside of New York, you know, yeah. You yeah, might yeah. as well broadcast I mean, to anybody that from right anybody there. from
0: Brooklyn lets you know within like the first couple of sentences exactly. that I'm talking to you. So exactly. yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 my my bit about authenticity. I mean, I, I just and and like you said with a big audience, like also with the philly kinda thing i said like i don't care what people think necessarily To like i'm not gonna change what i'm doing to suit their sales needs or whatever like i'm not gonna print john on a shirt and sell it because i fucking know that would so sell well but like i don't yeah. care that's not that's not the deep dive that i want to take into the culture like yeah. i want to define what it means i don't give a shit about like making a carbon copy like saturdays or for the birds or whatever like yeah. shit like that um
1: that's selling out
0: yeah, it's selling out, but but also I want people to I want people to be able to like, like respond to that. Like taking a step back. Like so, I, I put the bad things happen in Philly shirt under the Philicana page because I saw a lot of other people doing that, and friggin' CBS three put out an article about it and put all these other people on it, not me. You definitely did it first. I definitely did it first, and I did it literally like two hours after the debate happened. So, um, but. What what made me more upset is I know why that didn't happen because I don't have a connection with CBS3 and I don't have a huge audience. But what bothered me is that the other ones were so pandering. It was like, here's Gritty with a Molotov cocktail and bad things happen in Philly. It's like, like, I know people like that and I know people would like to wear that, but that to me doesn't feel like it's contributing anything that special. Like What I did is, and I already talked about it with Antoine on the podcast, but I... Took something that was Philadelphia out of context and put it along with the president's words. Like, there's a president in the in the picture. It's Washington, and actually Jefferson is in there too, probably fucking everybody. But anyway, like I I took those things and combined them, and that made it into a different conversation, right? It took it from like what is bad things that happen, Philly, bad, bad things happen in Philly mean in the context of like something good that obviously politically happened in Philadelphia.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's what kind of bothered me is that all these other people were like just getting this this rep when it was like a very templated like that that image of gritty wasn't made for that shirt. Yeah. That had been used a bunch of times. They just put new text over it. Yeah. Um and I'm not in that. I'm not in I don't want to be in the same conversation as them because they just make like souvenir tur- t-shirts like Yeah. I saw
1: them in the parking lots and stuff.
0: Yeah, in fact like if people if people were hanging my shirts on walls and not wearing them, I still would be cool with that. Yeah, I would be like, that's cool. Like like Paige just bought um one of the visors I made mm-hmm. for the lottery one. And like, it's a ridiculous visor. <laughs> Who would wear that in like, public? And maybe Paige will. And if she does,
1: <laughs> more power to it. Maybe her. if it was black.
0: But like, it's a ridiculous, obviously ridiculously jokey cartoon character looking visor. Yeah. But the whole point of that collection was like looking like a winner, feeling lucky. And those... That lottery connection connects with like the gambling and the luck and all that. Like it was just a jokey kind of kitschy fun thing. If that goes on somebody's shelf or next to their whatever, like that's still a cool way. I feel like because it Filicana like Americana to me. Like if you go to like a roadside attraction in like the middle of Kansas or something, and you pick up like an old Coke bottle like sign or something with like the mm-hmm. the bottle cap, that's like Americana. People would call it. Yeah. So they're like artifacts too. It's it's not necessarily about wearing it totally can wear it, but it's also like an, an artifact almost. That's why a lot of the stuff that I do is, um, kind of follows advertising. So it follows the advertising of the lottery system. It follows the advertising of Steve's Prince of steaks. And, mm. and, um, on the back of the shirt, it's more of like a butcher's, like we will be in a butcher's window with the steak and stuff. Um, cause it's, it's doing that same thing that Americana does where it like follows the advertising history of America almost. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get back to talking about uh, let's talk about another piece of Americana. How about that? All the, right, the drive-in. Oh
1: yeah, it's coming back, and we're gonna have one. <laughs> it's let's a big year that. for it. Yeah, I mean, which is which is sweet. Like it is cool. It really is a cool event. It it's cool too. Like to see them. Like the old ones that are still, you know, around and whatnot. But then I guess this year with the circumstances, we don't have to mention the virus. But yeah, um, given the circumstances that we're we're dealing with now, it's cool to see all the drive-ins come back. And uh, I think that that was a a really good addition to add. You know, this was Tuan's idea, but a good addition to add to uh, the fundraiser that mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've been raising money. So we're we're having a drive-in movie at the back of the shop. And I'm super excited. What what date is it? It is October 24th. Okay, so this will this should be out before then.
0: So if you haven't yet purchased a ticket from myself, from Page
1: or Tuan, okay.
0: Um, and I'm sure you they can you can message any of them on Instagram if you need to coordinate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're having. So give me give me some of the details because I don't know all the details of how this drive-in is going to work. So it's going to be in the back of the shop. Yeah. Tuan's got a big inflatable. Screen for a projector.
1: Yep. Um. You got the big speakers, big speakers, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna pack a bunch of cars in the back. You know, organized as possible. Uh-huh. Pack a bunch of cars in the back, and uh, we're gonna have things like like raffles and uh, popcorn. I believe a food truck stuff nice. like that, and just just really try to take this fundraiser to the next level. Yeah. So I think it's like a really good because you can't really have much events right now. Right. I mean, you can, but you're a bit limited mm-hmm. um so i think it's a it's a really good way to tack on to the fundraising um and families can come and and have a good time and feel safe so super excited to see the outcome of that so yeah, yeah it's just it's gonna be right off back of here what and what movie are we watching the lion king the new one the new one the new one the live action cg live action one yeah, yeah. so i i, f- I figured that we all, me, me, Paige, and Tuan, uh, kind of picked the movie, and it seems like one of the better choices uh-huh. that we had on the table. Yeah, because we obviously were, going we to were be thinking like, friendly. yeah, exactly. We were thinking like something like Halloween related, but one of our main concerns with like a drive-in is you gotta hold people's attention the whole time, really. Yeah. And like you know, some of the Halloween movies, you could just be like back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, Lion King seemed the best fit. Yeah, uh, probably. Family favorite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's gonna be really cool. And and going back to like the the event that Tuan ran this summer, like I was really, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like it was kind of still mid COVID, so it wasn't what it could have been, probably. But yeah. it, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does next year. Like he's he's done a, a lot of events within laced. You know, like the twenty-four hour one, the mm-hmm. different Christmas things that you you guys did. Some of them in other places, but um, it's interested. It's I'm, I'm more interested in him doing these like out outdoor kind of events. I feel like with the food trucks and like people able to move around, like the drive-in, they're they're not going to be doing that as much. But I I think those are super fun to run. Like yeah. it was fun to make shirts for them. Um, that was really cool, and especially because you could it was one of the first opportunities I had to like sell in person too. Mm. Like I never really had a chance to like sell my shirts in person. And like, especially with the Philicana stuff, like I sold more of them that day than any other day. Like just cause I had the chance to like, it's part of the reason I'm doing the podcast. I had the chance to explain that to people, like explain the ideas. Yeah. And once people get the ideas they like are in, mm-hmm. but for a lot of shirts and a lot of ideas that aren't like, that's what's cool about the debate one is like, it just came out so quickly after that people were like, "Oh, I remember that. That just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody was still talking about it. Like they're, you know, not not even all the articles had been written about it that were gonna be written. Yeah. But the events are really fun to go to, and yeah, definitely. cool to see happen. Like go yeah, from nothing to a full thing.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy to see like how we continue just to take this stuff to the next level." Yeah. Like, like you were saying about the event in the summer, like it could have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. But even still for being at the time that it was, it was still pretty, rowdy. like there was like five food trucks, all yeah. those vendors. It was cool to, it was cool to see you all set up at the booth and yeah. selling all your shirts. That was awesome. Yeah. You had a nice display going on that day, but it was cool. Cause especially something like that, how it was in the middle of the borough, Langhorne uh-huh. borough, it, there was people that were just walking by and like, Oh, what's going on here? Oh yeah. I'll walk through, yeah. you know? And Maybe they stopped and listened to one of the guest speakers we had, or they just grabbed some food or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was cool to to have that outreach that, you know, an audience we didn't think was going to be there, you know, just from people walking by or yeah. just driving by like, oh, what's going on here? People were pulling up like right on the side of the road. Oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then they'd park and come hang out. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I hope I hope we can get back to a world where that's more common. Um Definitely. But like, it's kind of something we, this is an amazing building. It's huge. It's got so many rooms and, and you know, we're on the third floor right now with a studio and there's a barber shop and a printing studio and all this stuff. Yeah. But it does think that we're a little like removed from foot traffic. Yeah. Like there's really no kind of like, I, I don't know if they get a lot on Bellevue, but. More than here. It feels like there would be and like. Um, nowadays there's gotta be less foot traffic everywhere. But I was talking to Antoine too, because, you know, my dad's had enough vintage stuff to open a store forever, but it, it, it's such an undertaking to run a store, especially a retail store. Like he would need people to staff, staff to to run it. And he would have to be constantly going there and constantly, you know, reorganizing stuff and stuff like that. But I mean, down the line, it would be so cool to have, you know, whether it be Newtown Borough or. Or wherever, like to have, or New Hope or wherever it is, like have a store front because it it it's such an easy way to start new relationships with people when mm-hmm. people can just walk in and just start talking to you because you have the service that you provide them. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm sure you know. I mean, you built your book somewhat on walk-ins I for, mean, the, m- not yeah. every bar- for the most part. For the most part, yeah.
1: I think that's for what you were just saying about the storefront and the foot traffic. It's probably why a lot of people strive to move like to the cities and stuff yeah. with businesses like that, just because the foot traffic could be next level. Obviously, we're living in different times right now, but like you know, even compared to like the borough and whatnot, like the 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 foot traffic down the city is just crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you want to talk a little bit more about like. Uh the way i mean walk-ins don't work anymore because there are no walk-ins yeah but i mean before that um there was definitely even even here there was a different atmosphere because there weren't necessarily walk-ins they were like drive by stop in kind of thing
1: yeah people that would see our building like over yeah. and over again and they're like all right you know yeah i'll stop by see what's up yeah. There was that. I mean, there was also people that just knew the name Laced. And right. they were just like, oh, wow, they're in Pindell now. Yeah, I'll stop by. Yeah. Or whatever. Because we got, we ended up getting a lot of new people from um, Our Lady of Grace, the, the Catholic school across the street. Okay. So we ended up getting a lot of people from there. Um, some more people from Karen as well, because that's walking distance. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of people that come from there and they just walk over. So, I mean, we have, we have that. On our side, it's cool. Yeah, but you know, as far as foot traffic and whatnot, there's really not much going on in Pendel, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, the 89th uh, auto parts store coming next to us. Yeah, that's it's wild. gonna be terrible.
0: That's wild. It it
1: it could have been a Wawa. It should have been. been anything. If it
0: would have been a Wawa, I mean, think of the foot traffic there. Then, like, granted, people aren't walking into Wawa, but people are stopping there. If there's gonna be gas there, people are gonna be stopping there all the time. Yeah. Not to mention
1: I could freaking drive across the street to get gas and not have to fucking...
0: <laughs> I know there's a gas station down the street, but...
1: Yeah, it's not. but I think that was a part of the issue, at least with that space, was they're only making gas stations at this point, like the gas station Wawa's. So yeah. I don't think it would have been oh, enough right, space. Right, right. Yeah. Um, also, Pendel was just not having the Wawa come here at all. They're yeah. just not really a fan of it. I think they're trying to put it up the street more, but like by the McDonald's.
0: It's it's very interesting because... so. Obviously, all the boroughs are are different, but like Newtown Borough forever was just the strictest thing ever. Like they, there was like no fast food allowed. It was like mm. Wendy's, and Wendy's was like a was like grandfathered in somehow. It was just there forever, and then they let a Chick Fil A be there. But now it's like friggin' open season. Like Newtown Borough is just expanding and expanding out. Like there's like a. There's like a melt shop there, I think now there's like mm-hmm. a, uh, there's another Starbucks, which who the hell needs another goddamn Starbucks, like two New blocks town. from another one. Newtown. I know. <laughs> I'm somewhat mad at Newtown, but I'm never there anyway. So who cares? Yeah, I'm, never, I'm over here. But Penndale Borough is like a totally different like you wouldn't even consider this like a borough. Like it's not a place where people like walk around that much. Like, yeah, it's more like, like you said, like auto parts store mechanic. Um, what else is there? that's about it sick tie, a sick tie place across the street yeah one bowling alley big fan yeah where's the where's the ball that's like down by the side oh but you know the the star attraction oh big marty. big marty <laughs> Every, sean, everybody knows sean pull up big marty for me sure i please do i want to make a big marty shirt um if anybody listening is or knows big marty let me know i would love to do some shirts for you i want to do a big shirt where it's big marty going down the whole length of the shirt. What was that? Marty's rolls. Now there's big yeah with his narrow-ass knees <laughs> and his That's me his all legs. 70s style. Yep. What was that? Say come celebrate Darius. Oh yeah, there's Marty. Oh, whoop whoop whoop. Yeah, he's great. So simple too. so simple and crazy. They have the craziest signs. They have That one, sign
1: is what? Like 100 feet tall? Uh, over. It's, it's huge.
0: They have on next to Big Marty, I, I don't know if it's in the words Big Marty or if it's another word, but like the sign fell off and oh they scra- and they spray painted in the same color as the sign another thing on the wall so it looks like the letters kind of whole, sort of. It's crazy. Big Marty, you're killing it. I wonder I, I wonder I if you could yourself. find the
1: picture of the, the Big Marty tattoo. Somebody have you ever got Big Marty that? tattoo? Yeah.
0: No. That's incredible. <laughs> of
1: course they did.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> great. Where, where do they yeah, look Just, up? What do you think he a lead lead tattoo up after that? I don't know. Um, where do they get it at? Like, what did they get it on? Their leg?
1: No, we're not <laughs> no, going to find just it. just tattoos. I don't, see it. I don't think Big Marty tattoos can going to come up. Probably um, not. Only we know it. Where do they get it? I think on the side of their... Like, on their ribs. <laughs> like, the whole, like, side of their torso. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find it.
0: Are they just, like, Pendel Die Hard? Or they, like, work for Big Marty or something? Was it some...
1: I need a backstory. Oh, my God. We need to get them on the I podcast. I need a backstory
0: on Big Marty, too. I mean, I don't want to sound morbid, but Big Marty, pretty big guy, pretty long time ago. I don't know if Big Marty is still around. True. I don't know. If I'd s- assume not. Families. At this point. I don't know. I have no clue. How big is Big Marty is the question, too. <laughs> big Mar- If I can get Big Marty on the podcast, that would be the best guess. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to get a bigger room.
1: You'd be a legend instantly.
0: Oh, my God. That'll Pandella just legend.
1: take you to the next level.
0: But that that stuff's always that stuff's always interesting to me too. Like that's kinda why I like to do the Philicana thing, because like we talk to people who somewhat know Pendel and they know Big Marty more than they know any other thing. Because mm-hmm. it's just such a ridiculous advertising billboard next to your store. Like yep.
1: when people are lost coming to the barbershop, they yeah. they ask where we are in correlation to Big Marty. He's <laughs> lead the North it's Star. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like he'll he'll lead the way. Like if you just look at him long enough, he'll just point to where you're going.
0: <laughs> one block past big marty yeah it's just you know oh my god that's great though i mean yeah it, it's so that's so weird like that must have sold so many rugs over the last couple of decades that's what they sell, it has rugs. to
1: something but flooring rugs but something. who would ever think of that who would be like
0: you know what we need to sell rugs a cartoon version of me on a hundred foot billboard <laughs> like and like, it worked and it works and it, and people know it like um, I mean that's that's really cool. I, I mean, mean,
1: and they're they're still open. Yeah. So that says they're something. still around.
0: They're they still and and I and I make fun of their broken sign, but it's still amazing. Like it's oh, it's yeah. it's amazing that that's still up. That it looks like that. Like if anybody ever graffitied Big Marty, they would be. Mm. They would be in a, in they a even dark dare. hole forever. They wouldn't even dare. Nobody would even dare. That's at, like
1: 50 years of bad luck.
0: Every graffiti artist looks at that and just goes, I wish I was Big Marty. I yeah. wish I'd done Big Marty. <laughs> it, even like, even it looks like a, like a, like a, like one of those wallpaper, like the billboards oh, that yeah. they like roll up. Yep. It's even kind of amazing that it's like still looks good. Yeah. You know I, mean? I wish
1: I had some some more history on it. Yeah, like just, when when the sign popped up, when they went in business.
0: There's, there might be see if big marty's got a wiki i doubt it but there's there has to be there has to be somebody that's thought to like click on their website see if they have maybe they have like an about about big marty i mean 50 years so 50 years ago yeah, has the 70s yeah should i put should i put in something to talk to ask to talk to big marty all right, well, uh, Big Marty, I love you, but you've missed out on an opportunity to have Big Marty on the website. Hmm. Big Marty's not the first, and this looks like a professionally made website. Big Marty's not the first thing I see, and that's, that's a design flaw. Yeah. Uh, Big Marty should uh, honestly just make it like a static image that's on the left side of the screen so that Big Marty is constantly there because that's all you need to be reminded of. Big Marty really does sell better carpets cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i that that's that's so it, it's 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 an interesting thing with all the all the boroughs around here and that's like a pretty local thing too i think like i, I don't know if there's that's that happens like all over the country you know what i mean i feel like it's yeah. like a colonial thing like we're like an old <laughs> part of the country could be
1: because
0: i know there's a lot of parts of the country where it's just like big cul-de-sacs and then like a huge shopping mall and then more big cul-de-sacs you know what i mean yeah that here like especially in newtown borough like there's buildings there from like i want to say the 1600s like that old because hmm. that's i know like there's buildings there's buildings that like ben franklin slept in there's bu- buildings that like george washington lived in for like a couple weeks like that's just kind of cool like and down the street is is washington's crossing where he crossed the delaware but like yeah that's just like pretty interesting that all of that happened like right here and that there's buildings you can still go to to like and anybody who's listening to this knows there's probably no one from england but like they're like fucking you know, 1600s we got buildings from friggin 400s you know what i mean like yeah. so much older but i don't know that, that that stuff's always cool to me those little like those little history things that still stick around maybe someday someday someone would be like hey the lace sign. maybe yeah or just talk about tuan in general
1: yeah we'll definitely talk about Tuan definitely forever about Tuan, yeah that's just is, how it is
0: is Tuan in the in the Neshaminy Hall of Fame yet
1: I think so yeah I know he I'm pretty sure he holds a record or two or oh, least, he got in
0: as an athlete too yeah 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 so he probably was in like as soon as he graduated
1: yeah I, I'm pretty sure he, he at least held records at some point yeah wouldn't be
0: surprised god they're such a fucking big strong football team they beat the shit out of us <laughs> I had a couple good tackles against the Neshaminy I think they were all so much stronger and so much bigger than us. It was sad. They have like three times as many kids. It's not fair. How can little little Council Rock North with like like a thousand kids in the school or two thousand, whatever we have, go up against like ten thousand? It's not fair.
1: The numbers might be a little off there. I might
0: I might be exaggerating a bit, but just, yeah. just a
1: tad. But I get your yeah. point. Yeah, it's not fair. You guys have the nicer school, though, didn't we you? We
0: do. We have the nicer field, nicer yeah. school. We should have the nicer jerseys. Coach. Not knocking the
1: shaman. Coach, but- re-
0: coach, reach out to me. No, I do think they have a better stadium, though. They have a better stadium because they have the Heartbreak Ridge name, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Yeah. That's like some some Clemson, Death Valley type shit. It's pretty badass. And, and, and the fact that they go and they freaking crush other teams' skulls <laughs> makes it an even cooler place. <laughs> Um, they have like that little hill that they run down, kind of like Clemson. So they're, they're one of the better stadiums locally. I think Quaker town is really cool. They're like, they have like a brand new turf one. There's a couple other schools. Fuck South though. They don't even have a field. (laughs) Council of of and suck my ass.
1: What do they do? They just use yours? Yeah. Fucking
0: bums. They're like, oh, we have a brand new school, but we don't have a field. Friggin', use your practice field and live in shame. <laughs> That's probably gonna take a step back from me doing work for House Rock North after saying that. But hey,
1: he's a good guy. He li- makes good clothing. Li- live Do and work die. with him still.
0: Live and die. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else? What else we got to talk about? When did you? How, how long have you been there now?
1: Total, like six years. Okay, but full time too.
0: And those are at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I started when this location opened up two years ago. So Damn, that seems so much longer. Yeah, uh, you're telling me. Yeah, I'm here like sixty hours a week. So I mean, that's true. That's I mean, true. so are you. But
0: no, but no, you 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 are here, and you've been here longer than I have. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably why it seems so long. But that is kind of crazy. Like, I, number one, I feel like this place has been open for more than two years. Yeah, that's for sure. crazy to me. Because I was telling Sean, I was like, I've been working with Tuan for five years, I think. I don't know. Wow. Like when, so t- if you're saying two years ago, it started, we started here and I know I was doing work with him at the old shop. It might only be like three years I've been working with one actually. Mm. I don't know why. I feel like it's five. I'm still, I'm still, I still got my laced story for how I found out about laced holstered for mm. Antoine's podcast. Um, whenever, <laughs> whenever I get invited on that, um, there became a running joke where the first episode, Antoine was supposed to be on, and so I called him out at the end. And then the second episode he wasn't supposed to be on, but I was supposed to have him as the second guest and I actually invited Jamar on instead. Mm. So that then I was like, so I called him out again just for just for no reason. But his his will be out right before this. He's um he's probably gonna release on Monday. We'll go on Sunday. But uh yeah, I mean what what do you think of after doing this? After doing this uh, charity release, what are you thinking apparel-wise? What are you thinking brand-wise? Anything? Is there anything like that you want to do, or is there any? Is it? Does this give you any hope to like do something else that could be big?
1: Um. Yeah i i uh, I was talking to my buddy Luke Tynan this past weekend. I went and cut his hair. Um, it's one of my friends that I graduated high school with. Um, I think a year after we graduated, he he got in like a bad accident mm-hmm. and is now in a wheelchair. Um, and he does like shirts all the time to raise money for all of his funding and whatnot, because, yeah, as time goes on, um, insurance is covering less and less of his treatment and, and whatnot. Um, so they're always making shirts and, and stuff like that. And he was telling me recently, he's like, oh, I think we're going to get like uh, the logo redone, stuff like that. And I was like, yo, like you're you're my next shirt. Like yeah. the next time I make, you know, a shirt to raise some money, I was like, You're the next one, man. And he's like, All right, sounds good. And mm-hmm. I was like, We're gonna make it like cool. Like we're gonna make it like just a like, cool design, something like people to wear. Nothing against what you know, the design he, he previously uses or whatever. Yeah. But uh Well he wanted to change it too. So yeah, true. Yeah. Um so yeah, that should be cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to that um it's one of my really good friends it's one of the few people i bring my clippers out of the shop for um just you know go hang out with him cut his hair and Mm. and whatnot so yeah that'll be in the future i mean if there's an opportune time to make shirts and raise money for him i'll do so but you know he always he does all different fundraisers throughout the year it doesn't really matter specifically on a time um i guess it'll just come down to if it'll be before after the holidays because i guess that's right around the corner
0: yeah oh my god i dude business keeps going like this i don't know what the holidays are gonna look like <laughs> the holidays are gonna be me here like 24 7
1: yeah but well i'll call, I'll come upstairs it, and check on you
0: yeah it'll be it'll be f- interesting at least um, yeah
1: so i definitely want to do i'm gonna do a shirt with him um to raise some more money um i was talking to Paige. she wants to do a shirt like a collab, collab. so know. that'll be pretty cool um haven't specifically thought of any ideas yet, but we'll be able to come up with something cool. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Her and her and I, uh, we see eye to eye a lot on a lot of stuff, just because we're both just hustling all the time. For sure. So it's cool that that's why doing um, like organizing the drive-in with her and Tuan is like super cool. Like it was Tuan's idea mm-hmm. to tackle to my event, so he came to me, but then out of nowhere he just threw Page on it too, and I was like, yeah. That's awesome because like, she's really big with social media and like marketing and stuff For like sure. that, and just getting the word out there. Um, unfortunately, she's not going to be at the event that day because she has a wedding, which stinks. But yeah, it does. It is what it is. Um, it's great to have her help organize. You know, she has a lot of connections, and obviously Tuan does too. Yeah. So, it'll be cool to make a shirt with her. You know, uh, one of the hustlers on the team. And so mm-hmm. it'll that'll be sweet. We might need your input on design for oh, that. For
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the cool thing about, and this is kind of, before we did this, this is kind of a hype, like a theoretical hypothetical thing. But like, I was telling people like, Hey, once we do your logo, like once we, once you do your logo on a shirt and this and that, like we're not going to hit them with your logo on different things or your logo on the same thing. Again, like we can then expand past that into like actual designs, like mm-hmm. design designs, like, like to, spell it out for people like in my words the difference between a logo and a design is like a logo is what you're trying to say about yourself and your brand and your identity a design can just be a connection to that identity mm-hmm. that is cool for another reason so like for Paige, the pages logo is the skeleton with the uh face mask and the um and the towel and the hair and so obviously hers lends itself to halloween yeah so me and her were you know, mutual. We were separately on the same page. We we're like, we have to do a Halloween shirt. Yeah, sure. and that design
1: um, you made was crazy. Right. So
0: so, and we went back and forth. We were like, we could do this, we could do that. Like, and and what we came up with was like, well, let's use this like Bride of Frankenstein because like that very specific movie. Like that's that's just been. I'm sure nobody's freaking seen that movie in forever, but they know that the actress from that movie and like that was an iconic role because she looked amazing in it and Mm -hmm. like it was this black and white movie and it shot really well and all like so she became like a beauty standard like Paige was like i want to get her i wanted to get her tattooed on me Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah like that's a character that people would remember so it has that connection to beauty um it's also similar that she has like the hair like kind of like the towel on her logo like it's similar and so all i basically did was take that take that isolate it from the background bitmap it and then make kind of work some of Paige's cucumber green into her design. So like the scar on her neck is that, the streak through the hair, um I think the the lipstick too. So like and then and then the the is what ties it all together. It's it's um I forget freaking what it is. It ties it all together but I forget it. Uh <laughs> it's um brought to life by pages by PS aesthetics. I was um, I was on so to I it. That design.
1: I didn't want to uh I didn't want to mess you want it up. To, you, want
0: to, you want to steal my thunder?
1: No, I didn't want to mess it up. Oh, I I had the idea of what it was, but not specifically, not word for word, at yeah,
0: least. Yeah, right. And to and to break that down, there it is. So to break that down for people, obviously, like
1: it's alive. That's dope.
0: Obviously, like uh, you can click on it. It's alive. I didn't
1: even notice that.
0: Um. So obviously, like that's that's, you know, an, it's alive from Frankenstein, <laughs> but it's you know brought to life like she would because her her, her her whole logo for me is like she does beautiful beautiful things she she makes people look beautiful so like she's essentially like the you know dr frankenstein bringing frankenstein's monster to life you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and that's what her logo is like it's 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 ironic it's funny because it's a skeleton who's getting a facial like it's something that's dead who's trying to be made to look alive right like yeah so that's the connection to this shirt too so i felt like it was just like a perfect cohesive thing for her so that's going to come out october that's going to be finished october 17th so this should be out before that so if you want one of these hop on and grab one um she's already doing great with sales too so it's a dope design to make some of that it's
1: so wearable yeah like
0: i I can't wait to see what it what it uh all comes out like because sean if you scroll into the image a little bit like it's i don't know how good of an image you'll get from this uh preview but you know the whole the whole thing is like bitmap so it's gonna have like this grungy look to it um yeah you can see it better there um but it, it definitely has like this cool like old school screen print kind of look like a yeah. Andy warhol type thing um with like the flat colors on top of it um, but i'm excited for it
1: yeah that's gonna be sweet be pretty dope. Can I can I uh custom order mine on a comfort colors? <laughs>
0: yeah, if you. Bring, I feel
1: like that would look sweet if on you, a
0: black comfort color. If you bring me one in, or if I need it, I'll grab one.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll I'll throw you the extra money for it. It's probably Maybe you can add that on the order. The same
0: cost. I'll just I'll just make yours that one instead. Um, what else you got going on? You got anything else going on you want
1: to promote? <laughs> Nothing specifically that I could think of. No. Um, I cut hair. He cuts hair. It's yeah. If you need a haircut, tie dye cuts on Instagram. Yeah.
0: Um. How you? How's Instagram doing?
1: It's good. Yeah. It's cool. Like. It. It. It's pretty crazy. Like over. I've had my tie dye cuts page for two years, and I just. I think I'm coming up on like 1,600 followers, which. It's a decent amount. Yeah. It for, is, sure. for sure. Yeah. Um. Especially for, primarily a hair related page. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy, but i found quickly that the people that follow me on there like they they really show love which is which is cool because they're just supporting me you know yeah i mean obviously there's people that like really are passionate or following my journey and whatnot but like there's also people that are just like they don't care to see hair posts but they're just like yeah i'll follow them i'll I'll show love yeah you know so instagram's like in general it's a super good outlet especially in terms of business mm-hmm Um, I don't, I have like a personal page as well, but I hardly use it because I don't, I don't really see it fit. Yeah. But even with that page, I had it since like middle school and like I've never, I was never able to break a mil or a thousand followers. Yeah. And like, it's just crazy. You know, I'll post them on that and it's like nothing. But then I post stuff on my hair page, tie cuts. And it's like, it's dope. Like people show so much love, support, whatnot. And people, it seems like people are really like tuned in which is cool
0: yeah yeah i i I have a i have a personal page too but it's just like my personal page used to be for where i put all my artwork right Mm -hmm. like whatever i did i just used it the way i use my business one now but like once i got the business one it was like well why am i doing that you know i'm marketing myself as a business not as a person anymore so it's like you know antoine gonna do a podcast about that by talking about how you know, sometimes for you guys, that personal page and that business page ought to be the same page. Hmm. You know what I mean? But you had so much success with just the the cutting that like, why, why freaking add more shit on top of it? Like, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, my it's always page, tough.
1: My page definitely got a bit better once I started to you know, throw in some personal posts here or there. And, mm-hmm. and Twan's always kind of Nudging. told us to do yeah. that. And like, You know, at first I kind of wanted to keep it separate, but you know, if I post a picture of me and my girlfriend on my hair page, it just goes crazy. Yeah. Like people just eat it up and it's just like, oh, wow. Like they actually, people care about what I do outside of hair as well. You know, they've been supporting me with as a client or whatever, like, you know, friends seeing me do what I'm doing and, uh, you know, seeing, getting like a glimpse of what I'm doing outside of hair. Yeah. People eat it up, which is, I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie yeah and and
0: I had the same thing like there was one day so I printed um kind of the second run of the lotto stuff which was a different one that was not as focused on the the ads but on um like the the tubes that the balls like shoot up during the daily yeah job. yeah um, and I did that on on the sleeves of a shirt and we were just kind of busy that day and so I was like I wanted to get a picture of it but it's tough to take pictures of sleeves when there's not arms in them mm-hmm. Um, so I I was like Sean Come down and help me with this. And we just took pictures in front of the subway wall hmm. where Tuan does uh, Fridays on the L, and like that shit blew up for like it. it I don't even know how many likes it has now, but it it had like you know fifty plus likes in the first minute, or yeah. the first hour. I mean, and I was like my posts never get that. I was like, why did that happen? And I was like, oh, it's because that's the only time I've posted a picture of myself on that page in like a year.
1: It's more of the lifestyle stuff. Yeah. You know, people like to see this stuff in action and whatnot. Yeah. And with what you're doing with Josh, that's going to really take your next design to the next level. I hope so. Because it's, you're going to see people wearing it and like, it's going to be, you know, cool advertisement, so to speak, you know, cool way to, to, to visualize it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to push Josh too. And, and this is not, I mean, this is the first time me and Josh were working together, so we'll see how it comes out, but I'm trying to push him to start to think of um, product photography in like a um, cinematic type way where like in a movie, if they want to show you something, they'll do a particular, have their character do a particular action that shows that they're angry or sad or whatever. Like a lot of photographers are putting out lookbooks where it's just people, you know, model posing mm-hmm. and like, they look like this and like that. And I was like, yeah that's cool and all but like i'm not trying to look like gucci like i'm not i'm not a high fashion brand like i wanted to look like people were wearing it and doing the things that they're doing so like we have a couple shots that aren't even showing the product but are showing you know what things related things related and and in locations related and and stuff like that like that's what i'm more interested in in showing because i think on instagram we you know i open instagram every day and it's a it's a instagram model is like the first thing on my reels every day Mm -hmm. like and i fucking keep clicking on them so they're gonna keep showing up but but like that's the first thing i see but i'm numb to that like that doesn't catch my attention yeah the same thing with like a t-shirt on the ground i've seen that a million times of instagram posts and all over all other vintage stuff like i see it all the time but when people show it in a context slightly removed like i remember way back when when i did the crispy cats thing Mm -hmm. and i did the little video of the krispy kreme box opening and there's donuts closes and opens again and it's the shirts that's what i try, like that's what i try to do with each and everything that i promote because like just like coming up with a visor that's a little different or packaging the steaks a little differently Mm -hmm. i'm trying to do something i'm trying to do everything i can to get into people's heads that i'm not just some dude who goes i want to have a brand and then makes a brand there's a purpose put more thought into it there's a reason why i'm doing this like i don't want to I'm not making, I'm not trying to make money. I'm not trying to get everybody in the world to wear my shirt. You know, I'm not Calvin Klein. I don't want everybody to have my name on their shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to have the, I want to distill the Philadelphia that, I want to distill the feelings of those, that kid who's like, go fucking birds, like that person into something and then put it out there for people to then take that and appreciate it and do what they will with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. I don't know how we got on that conversation, but. That's no, well, working thinking. with Josh. It, it's, oh yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. He's great. He's a great dude. I've known him since like, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Super cool guy, genuine, uh, and he's really hardworking. Like For he has sure. he has a really cool vision. Um, I'm excited to see what you guys. You, collaborate you guys worked, with.
0: You guys worked on a on like a sh- mini documentary. Yes, right? we did. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was. How did that? That d- was scarier than this. Oh, you—you were worried. <laughs> that's about that? for sure. Yeah, it was a ten-minute documentary about me.
0: I understand that. But all about me. It was really good, first of all. Yeah. And when I when I saw that too, I was like, I mean, uh, not to get too sappy, but like you doing the shirts and you doing that video all the way back then was before I was doing this, and I was and I was looking at that and going, "Huh, that's possible." Like, there because I always. Not to get too much into my friggin' lace story, that I don't want to spoil. But like, that's part of the reason that I was interested in lace at all was that it, they didn't mark. You guys didn't market. Not to say you guys are marketing, but like, mm-hmm. you didn't appear as if you were Sports Clips or yeah. John's Barbershop or whatever, right? You guys had this different spirit that was behind it. Mm-hmm. And so, you, seeing mm-hmm. you do the video and seeing you sell the shirts, it was like, it was like, oh, he's they're willing to do more with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because a lot of people aren't a lot of people are like i don't need a fucking brand i'm a barber i just cut hair you know what i mean yeah but to see people who are willing to be like no but i want to do something cool with it or i want to do it in a different way and i know josh reached out to you to do that but
1: the fact that you were like yeah let's do (laughs) it well it's funny because so i went to bucks before working here Uh and josh and i had a couple classes together one of the electives i took was video editing Mm -hmm. which was very difficult to me um the professor didn't help but like sean hates premiere yeah it was rough (laughs) but uh then josh you know proceeded with school once i stopped and he started getting like really big into video and and editing and whatnot and i told him at the beginning of his semester that's when i was like really like going big with with barbering and whatnot and like putting myself out there a lot i think it was like the the fall of 2018 and uh that's when i really started to grow after working here for the summer and uh he was starting his fall semester and i was like yo if you have any projects that that uh that you're working on that you see fit that i could help you with or i could be the subject let me know yeah. you know like it's it's something that that's scares cool. me but like yeah i i just got to push myself and <laughs> yeah it was like a week later he's like oh we got this final project we got to do <laughs> and it's a 10-minute documentary and i'm like oh i said i would do it i brought this up to you actually yeah so that is yeah. definitely put yourself in the hot seat it's how it transpired it, i did the same thing with tuan when i told him that i strive to be more like him to be more outgoing and be able to talk to anybody and he took it very literally um once he he was promoting like i forget what it was i think it, it was when we were doing the haircuts for truman for their prom okay and yeah. we were doing that as like a donation and uh he was like, it was like the next week after I had that conversation with him, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to Truman, and we're going to talk to the whole the whole lunch room." And I'm like, "Yeah," and he's just like, "Here, Ty, here's the mic," and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what did I sign up for?" <laughs> yeah. But it's cool because, especially before working here, I just always kind of kept to myself. You know, I could talk to people once I warm up to them or I'm friends with them or whatever. Yeah, but just strangers and whatnot, like I, I. I feel like I couldn't talk to them, you know, or hold like a lively conversation. Yeah. So I knew that which
0: is a which is a a skill set that for a barber, like that's something you major. Need
1: yeah, n- not something I thought of. You know, yeah. I was like okay at cutting hair before I started here, but like I was like, you know, yeah, I can I can you know get done some cuts, and then I was just yeah. like, I'd sit there with a the client for like forty minutes, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I should be talking. So yeah. it pushed me very quickly because, in in all honesty, it's it's really about making the lasting impression that's in like a lot of aspects of business and and whatnot um but you know cutting someone for the first time you want to give them an experience not just like not just a good haircut you know because people sitting there feeling awkward or you know feeling like you don't want anything to do with them besides cutting their hair and taking their money you know they're they're less inclined to come back but like if you make a good impression you make connections
0: stuff like that you know, you know it's weird like and that's that's part of what the difference was for me at least too like sure there's the get get in the door kind of spiritual feeling difference but then there's the cut and like I remember this was the second time I got a haircut at lace cuz the first time I went with a bunch of friends and we got like mohawks for playing at south or something like but it was like so quick and like it was just like I didn't even remember it was like after practice I was so tired mm-hmm. but then the second time I came in Omar cut my hair and I was like I was like, holy shit, this is a haircut. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, number one, I had never been in a chair for like 30, 45 minutes before. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I was used to the sport clip like 15 minute where my dad like do it in the bathroom for really quick. Like, and I was like, oh my God, this is a whole thing. And then I'd like, he was doing my whole head and I was like, this is crazy. Like, but then at the end of it, what made a lasting impression on me was when like, I don't know who it was, uh, AD or, or. Greg or somebody or even might've been, even Tuan was like, was like, yo, Omar, that cut looks great. And I was like, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, why is he, why is he telling my barber that he's great? Like, he's a barber. Of course he did a good haircut. But then I was like, oh, that like makes me feel good about Mm -hmm. getting that haircut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you guys are, not only when you guys are friendly to each other, does that improve the relationship experience, but also like that you guys are supportive of each other and you're like, you did a great job there. And obviously it's my hair, so I feel like, oh, he's kind of complimenting me too. But like that's something that you don't really think of. And like after that it was just it was just like, oh, now I really wanna go get a haircut there again. Because yeah. I had a a positive experience. And I think honestly, I think you only need a couple of those with your client before they're like hooked forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before they're like, I only trust him. He's yeah. the guy I go to, right? You know? Yeah.
1: Just something about like a good vibe of the overall building as well. Like, yeah. I don't like to really be like, oh, It's a good vibe, but like, no, I know what you mean. I said for like spiritual three times. So. Yeah, for <laughs> lack <of> better terms. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Like I've had people leave reviews that say that like the atmosphere in the shop is great. Like people, yeah. you know, everybody gets along. Or a couple of the other bars were joking with me, like it. It was a good time, you know, yeah. and like if especially since we like take our time and like you know have detailed cuts. If they're in here for forty-five minutes, which is longer than some people. Are used to mm-hmm. why not have a good time while you're here yeah you know and everybody can just talk hang out joke yeah. whatever and i'm i'm you know we, we
0: say all this and i think from an outside perspective they'd be like oh so it's like uh 20 something dudes who are coming and getting their haircuts here right it's like everybody <laughs> it's like old people young people yeah dudes girls babies yeah like first haircuts to dudes who are literally just getting like a couple hairs cut off the top of her head every every it's week or crazy. whatever but it it and like there's like there's like you have clients that are like bank managers and doctors and like p uh podiatrists like there's like you know this isn't just like some young guys in a barbershop like everybody's coming here to get really good haircuts which is like another testament to just like what tuan is doing and what you guys are providing in like the grunt work of giving out good haircuts every day
1: you yeah know what I mean? yeah I mean we're all for giving people the good experience, and you know like you said, whether you're five years old or hundred years old, yeah you know we we've all kind of grown to like adapt to those different markets and whatnot because you know anyone who walks in the door, they're getting a haircut and they're getting a good service, you yeah. know what I mean doesn't matter who they are, whatever how old they are, it doesn't matter, so we all we all try to like pride ourselves on that, yeah, which is cool yeah it's it's really. It's a really special thing because in a lot
0: of ways, I think Antoine has made a business that leans into the best parts of barbershops, but also gets away from like the segregated feel that you can get from a barbershop. Oh, yeah. Where it's like this is a barbershop full of two Italian dudes who only cut white people hair or this is a black barbershop or this is a barbershop, but only one of the people can really do hair that's longer than like, you know, a normal buzz Mm -hmm. or whatever or or dudes that can only do one kind of haircut you know what i mean um which is really cool and and i mean tuan i don't know if tuan talked about on his podcast with us but like you guys are really talented like that's you could you could talk a big game with all this other shit and be like lace is a known name and all this stuff but like if you guys weren't putting out good haircuts that shit falls out from under like that's the foundation of whatever Like even whatever business you have, if you don't have your pizza place and you don't have good pizza, I don't give a damn how good branding I'm going to do for you. Yeah, It's still going to be crap.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Well, people are always more inclined to talk about the negatives than the positives. True. So if the positive can outweigh the negatives, then mm-hmm. that's that you're doing something right. Yeah. Because you know, one negative can outrule 10 positive things. Like we said, one messed up shirt kills me. Yeah.
0: But even if I did a thousand that were perfect, or really good i don't like saying perfect yeah um but that's a that's a good takeaway from today count your count your makes not your misses <laughs> let it let it keep going
1: yeah definitely um
0: all right let's get let's give the dates again so the drive-in is
1: october 24th, october 24th saturday
0: saturday um if you ordered a shirt you might have it right now. You might be wearing it watching this podcast. Oh, man. If you don't, you will have it very soon. Um, I'm actually going to go home and order everything at about 12.05 tonight <laughs> or maybe tomorrow morning. We'll I got to put in my orders. Um, yeah, send me your orders. Uh, yeah, but that's that's everything. It was a great podcast. Um, I'd have to agree. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. I hope you weren't too uncomfortable no. i hope you i hope you feel ready to do another podcast with twang because i know that's going to come up yeah and i'd sure. love to have you back on whether you have something to do or not if you <laughs> want to just talk big marty again i'm down always down to talk big marty
1: yeah no that sounds good to me so uh thanks for having thanks for coming on yeah
0: thanks, thanks everybody for watching uh that's episode four in the books <laughs> nice uh hopefully we can get to number five going soon Thinking, who should I have on? Did you do Pages who, who yesterday? Am I thinking? Nah, we didn't do Pages yet. So page, page might be the next one. We're also going to have a special episode um, that will have three guests in shorter time frames where we talk about our next collection in more detail. Um, hmm. Cause I want to give people the full scope of that um, so that everybody knows what's going on. That'll come out the day after the preview video so there's going to be an introduction video and then we'll we'll release that the day after so um thanks everybody for watching
1: thanks guys i hope i wasn't too awkward